Card presents Back Issue Bloodpath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Most things are never what they seem. One would think you go to war, serve your country, do a good job, come home, start a family, live your best life, keep your head down, stay out of trouble, go to work. You've given what you have been asked and maybe a little bit more, but sometimes what you get back in return for your troubles is a dark gift, something that you don't expect. But aside from the fact that your skin is a bit of a problem, there's something underneath that, something in your blood. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Petula Neal. I'm Andrew Young, and this week we're looking at the six-issue miniseries Dark Blood from 2021 from Boom Studios. Written by screenwriter Latoya Morgan, with artwork by Walt Barna, Moises Hildago, colors by AGH, and covers by Valentine Delandro. He does some great cover work on this series. So as you were, you were talking about Petula in the, the opening there, this is a story about a man who's come home from war, who went through some harrowing stuff there. He was one of the Tuskegee Airmen. He was behind enemy lines. He made it home, took a very humble job at a diner, of course, because of race relations at that time, was treated like shit, but was raising a family, and he didn't ask for any problems. But of course, problems come a-calling when a doctor offering free medical services starts to mess with his blood, and suddenly he has powers. And it's kind of this story that goes back and forth from... The incident where he realizes he has his powers, the, his time in the army, and his time of starting up a family when he comes home. And Latoya Morgan, this was her first comic work. Of course, she's been doing stuff for TV for years, working uh, AMC and more recently now with Warner Brothers and stuff. But like, she's worked on a ton of big shows. The Walking Dead, Into the Badlands, Turn. Like a lot of big AMC shows, she's worked on them. And yeah, this was her first foray into comics, and she wanted to do something that had historical importance, but also wanted to mix in a little bit of sci-fi and horror elements because she didn't want to just do a straight retelling. But it was because reading up about what the Tuskegee Airmen went through and the fact that some ended up behind enemy lines and that there was a group of Nazi soldiers who called themselves the werewolves that... It was all that kind of like truth stranger than fiction sort of stuff that made her decide, oh, I can tell this kind of story. And she ends up telling something that is extremely compelling. And it's like, as, as, as I mentioned, a really good horror sci-fi mashup, but also touches on a lot of history that's kind of overlooked. Yeah. And a lot of people who may not have known about that history, it came up again in social media with people talking about it a lot during the panda bear where different groups of people based on either their background or their political beliefs or their personal experiences had concerns about getting vaccinated uh, and uh, a lot of black people specifically and especially black americans and also indigenous americans who also got all kinds of the medical atrocities visited upon them reference uh, what happened to the Tuskegee Airmen and other 
um, fun, fun experiments with Negroes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything from that to, you know, the Henrietta Lacks of it all. Yeah. Always been messy. So uh, seeing this in a fictional story, but taking that kind of real world element and experience, it, it makes it a bit feel more likely to occur, which to me is often the best kind of horror, mm. the kind of horror that, oh, damn, this could actually happen. Yeah. And like making it specifically tailored to something that could and did happen to Black people make made this even more uh, nightmare fuel for me specifically. This was not like a, let's just read these all at once. This is definitely, let's take breaks and understood. Like, yeah. look at something funny between. It was that good. Uh, definitely, I could imagine like a HBO limited series kind of, but that's where the kind of screenwriting element. So although the art in some panels, it's very, here's just two heads talking. We don't have a lot of work on the the backgrounds in the in the current day stuff are a little simpler we get a lot of i can see where they spent their time was in a lot of the flashbacks to sort of fill in and give us that feeling of the war like the right the plane stuff the crashing with the parachutes and then um, some of the explosions later on as well they sort of save their inks for those moments a lot of the things at home or even at the diner it's very simpler simple the way they i almost said shoot the way they draw the diner it's from an angle that's almost like every picture we've ever seen from that era of a place where i wouldn't have been allowed to go in the front door drink the water sit at the counter yeah like very specific visual choices in the way certain things portrayed and just a standard uh would have been played by james wood's police officer moment yeah james well. woods yeah yeah no totally james woods you're right yeah <laughs> yes yeah uh for many reasons yeah uh, but that the minute we see the the face of the one officer we know like this is not not only this is not going to end well this isn't going to end like it it only has one way of ending and not happy whether he has to flee his home or he ends up murdered and then we also then see that mirrored in the flashbacks to the war where the Nazi soldiers joke, well, we're going to give you a taste of home as he sees what happens to his friend and it's awful. And yeah, this was rough, but good horror. Yeah. So it, it very in the vein of like a, a Jordan Peele experience of, well, you leave. And if you're, I'm not saying, I, definitely after I saw Get Out for the first time, I, I might have been looking at, a certain segment of the population just just a second time just just totally my head on a swivel very very understandable. you gotta yes. shake it off yeah. you gotta shake it off because that's what good horror does it sticks with you it makes you check under the bed it makes you check the back seat of the car even more often it makes you watch the videos of flight attendants um doing their 20 point check when they go into any hotel room to make sure nobody's in there waiting for them it gives you that kind of uh looming dread and distrust for not just your personal environment, but also all institutions. Yeah, and yeah. also it plays with the the classic horror trope that works very well into this when talking about the prejudice and racism of the time, where you know how if you look back at something like Frankenstein's monster, Frankenstein's monster is not really the villain of that story. It's the large crowd of people with the pitchforks and the torches that are chasing him. In this, he sprouts these powers, and an accident happens because of it, 
that is not his fault, but he is then being hunted, hunted down to be stopped when really he's somebody that is just trying to get free and is trying to, you know, he didn't want any of this sort of thing. And that is, that's really well done. That's why um, Latoya was very set on setting it in 1955. So the civil rights movement hadn't really started up yet, but the tension that led to the civil rights movement was there in full force. And because you get a very compelling story, compelling character, you want him to get free, but you know, as you're reading it because of the situation that it's near impossible for this character to get away and be free anywhere. That's what I really, cause I, while I'm reading it, I just sit there going, how is it going to, how is this going to resolve? You know? And that's, that's not only a good sign of good horror. It's just a sign of good stories that it's like when you can't, you know, predict the ending and yet everything else is still compelling and making sense that, you know, you're on the right path to a great story. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of moments that are, okay, this is totally aligned with this genre trope, whatever, but there are a few surprises. Mm. There are a few surprises, especially, you know, he's a pretty good guy. He's portrayed as a pretty good guy. Uh, when he has a showdown with the doctor, you yeah, think double it a. might go one way. Avery Eldridge. Ooh. Yeah. It goes goes another way. Oh yeah, and you know what? It's it's what he deserved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In situations where it seems like it's too good to be true, it usually always is. Like when the doctor is introduced, it's actually Avery's wife who says, "Oh, so there actually is some nice white folks in town. That not all the white folks are are evil." And it turns out, well, no, this guy's just this guy's a different kind of evil. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't even again look at him as human and just thinks well you're you're fine to experiment on because who cares and, and is is legitimately flummoxed like look what i did for you people it's very that kind of energy Since i had every right to experiment surprised. on you because i gave you free shit you know it's like no that's not how it yeah. works yeah also spoiler alert every time you use your powers you die a little what yeah so you know you did this to me you know that i took it well let's not drill into what happens to the people who didn't respond well to the treatment and we'll use that term very generously mm. and you know this is not just messing me up now but it's messing gonna mess me up permanently it has uh shortened my lifespan you've made all these choices for me about my body without my consent and you think i should be thanking you right yeah now, he's well you, for that you totally yeah totally what did you think of the actual manifestation of the powers in this that was under the surprise moment because when you first see it happen when i first saw it happen i thought oh is this new stuff but then you realize oh he's known about this for a while because again in the flashbacks we see him practicing yeah like moving stuff around at home so he's known about this he hasn't told anyone hasn't told his wife but like anybody any black person at that time knows i can't tell anyone about this because they'll just probably chop me up and experiment on me at best yeah. at worst they'll do that to me and my whole family and anybody else who knows me and he just said well i guess i'll just experiment trying to make omelets by cracking a few eggs at home <laughs> <laughs> and keep this under my bonnet so yeah that was the the surprise moment for me it was when we see him use his powers in a conflict situation 
And it's like textbook sort of mutant manifestation moment of this is a moment of stress and powers. But we know it's like, oh, no, like homie knew he could do that. He just put a little too much gas on it. <laughs> yeah, he was basically trying to just protect himself. And instead yeah. it uh, it scared the, it scared the person that he was trying to protect himself from too much, so much so that he ran screaming into the night and got hit by a car. And yeah, and if he had just run in the other direction instead of trying to help the guy that he scared who was going to murder him, yeah, he would have probably gotten away with it. Yeah, they wouldn't nobody would have known that yeah. what the what the man was running from. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's just it's unfortunate. You feel for Avery this entire time, throughout the entire story. And it's such a richly well told story. Avery's such a you know, has good depth of character. We get all the moments we need to really feel who he is and what he's dealing with. And I think a lot of it has to do with like Latoya did some heavy research before she wrote this. It kind of all started when she came across a newspaper story about uh, a soldier named Walter Manning who was shot down in Austria. And so behind enemy lines and everything. And she dug more into the Stiggy airmen and actually went and read the letters that they sent home and everything. So she kind of got a full picture of the of a number of these men and so that is what she based avery on and she got a really good in-depth and because of that it's like it feels authentic and when you're dealing with something that goes into sci-fi and horror to still give a realistic authentic feel like you were talking about it before that's when it becomes more horrific it's deeply chilling that his experience at the hands of unethical enemy combatants is literally one-to-one -one for what he gets at home yeah 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 and it, it the nazis were aware of how black people were treated they even during the war as we saw in watchmen i believe uh they also use like an example from history they actually created propaganda targeted at black service people to be like y'all like why are you fighting for them they treat you like garbage <laughs> yeah yeah kind of leaving so, out the, the fact that well we'll treat you like garbage too but you know why are you yeah. fighting for them yeah yeah just stay home or yeah. like don't try so hard yeah. yeah yeah maybe maybe slow your roll on running those munitions up to the front yeah so it was very um like we're not not acknowledging what the issue is on both sides of it and we're actually going to be surprised that you're upset in both cases <laughs> yeah it's like yeah well this is just how we treat you this is how we yeah. treat you should be used to this by now come on yeah it's terrible yeah and yeah that's something yeah. that latoya really wanted to focus on as well because like i she said in one interview what the red tails accomplished during world war ii was incredible yet many of the stories i read about how they were treated when they got back was heartbreaking and it's like yeah because they went through this sort of shit it's a it's a strong story it's a powerful story and yeah it's it's really compelling i kind of hope that there's a day when we can read black centric stories that are just about something nice happening you know it would be nice it would be nice yeah some good times but yeah. like not like the tv show good times because that was pretty depressing too yeah ain't we lucky we got a good times yeah, yeah. but also the ending of this it is I don't know if it's optimistic, but it, it sets up a great opportunity for a sequel that could be immediately after many years later. 
and it does the damn thing. This is just great storytelling. It's perfect in terms oh, of yeah. structure, pacing, and it. the ending could be this is the end, uh, or we could get a whole other run uh, at any point in the future. Yeah, I kind of hope so. This is uh, Latoya Morgan. As far as I know, this is the only comic she's written. Of course, she's a very busy person uh, with all her TV work. But I'd be down to see a sequel to this, but also like just anything else she wants to write in the comics realm. I'd be interested in checking that out as well. Yeah. And also, I read this on a digital app that gave access to some of the variant covers yeah oh my goodness some of the variant covers so there's like a whole um very uh darwin-esque set of uh variants by uh junie ba that are just adorable adorable but then like you know you see like what's on his jacket what's going on who are those people outside the door yeah yeah uh yeah uh there's uh dan mora did some variant covers there's like a whole bunch of beautiful variant covers is it damora there's torn clark yeah the damora one is like top shelf just 10 out of 10 no notes yeah um him in his plane uh lightning behind him just planes coming up behind like cheekbones the eyes are so intense the the face and the mouth this is a handsome man and (laughs) it is giving uh torn clark is giving a straight up superhero effect in their variant i love this run i strong recommend if you like horror comics um, also we haven't even really talked about walt barna and moises hildago did the issues i believe walt started the book moises finished it and they it is some it's exciting it's compelling it's really strong sequential art it's scary and yeah, it's like you, they really, they, they lean into the horror moments, but then they lean into the slice of life moments just as well. Yeah. Like you feel safe with him when he's at home and you feel the dread when he's in the streets. There's the, the craziest, most heartbreaking panel is the one where we can see in the reflection in the pupil of his eye, what happened to his friend in uh, Germany, Austria, mm-hmm. wherever they landed, but also what we do visually once he's on the run He's in an outfit that is very like basic, simple, primary color look. So it's giving kind of like this could become the beginning of like a superhero look and a fit. Yeah. Almost if you think of the beginning of season one of Daredevil, um, the way he styled the black people look like black people, but also do not all have the same face. Thank you very much. It's got that kind of grotesque beauty in the way a lot of the shadow work is done on anybody villain coded in this a lot of angry cheekbones uh menacing scowls coming out of shadows the prototypical i use my powers too much got a nosebleed yeah that nose is bleeding it is not like oh like little dainty drops or somebody looking down in a sink just once like we see full like this looks like a proper nosebleed oh yeah also uh the the colors by ahg the manifestation of the powers when the actual like powers are activating within Avery, that kind of reddish glow hue that really caught my eye. And the way they do his eyes again, it's like we've seen, we've seen glowing eyes, but that he also, we see him in training mode. He does a lot of fun stuff with eggs so that the use of that color with how they show 
his power, how it sort of fills in his eyes. Again, another great page of like just scrambling eggs at home is fantastic showing like the glowing eye egg, solid egg, floating egg, splody egg. And how as it fills in, like his eyes are more glowy. Yeah, I I, I thought that this story was very compelling, very strong. I think people should check it out. Uh, it was a six-issue mini that came out in 2021 from Boom, but you can find it online. And uh, again, you, you can probably track down a trade for it as well. We've gone to the end of this week's episode of Back Issue Blow with Petula. Where can people find you? At initiative.com on social things at Obesacantawit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-I-T, and here with you. And of course, you can find everything I do over at geekartshow.com. Follow me on Twitter at geekart. Follow me on Instagram at Andrew underscore of underscore geek underscore hard. Follow this very show on Facebook at Backstage Bloodbath, where we post a new episode every week. But the easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice, because that's good. And, you know, read more comics, folks. And like hell, if you want to tell us what comics you're reading or what comics you'd like us to read... You can email us at geekartshow at gmail.com. This has been Back Issue Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. I've been Have yourself a good one.